Hello, Brian Pinter. We are here today doing another one of our Faith Frequency podcasts. And we're doing it this Lenten season, and today we're outside because it's just an absolutely beautiful day. It's um, wonderful. It's great. Um, it almost makes me sad that we're going to talk about sin. But well, <laughs> it's okay. Sin is where grace gets in. Exactly. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're... What are, uh, Faith Frequency is going to do a series of podcasts this Lenten season. Tell us a little bit about what we're our journey. I want to talk about brokenness, sin, and mercy. I think that's the chemistry of transformation. Brokenness is the human condition. We all experience that. And we all experience sin, too. I think we struggle to define that now. And using the word sin is kind of gauche. Yeah. It's out of style. But I think there's still a place for it. And mercy, I think that's where God's grace and transformation touch us. Hmm. I thought today we could talk about sin a little bit. You want to talk about sin? That might be the hardest Let's part. Let's talk about sin. All right. <laughs> talk about sin. Um, yeah, because we really don't know, we don't hear about sin very much, even in church, you know, for that matter. Yeah. A lot of times we'll hear about, you know, We'll hear about our making confession, but we don't always talk about what we are confessing and what that means. So what is, how, how do you define sin, or how, how would you define it? Well, let me, I think that's an important question. Let's just say a, a few things, preliminary things. I think that we don't like to use the word sin anymore because it's associated with guilt. And mm. this is something that I want to talk about maybe down the road a little bit. There, there's, there's different kinds of guilt. There is a healthy guilt. When we've done something wrong, we acknowledge it, and we apologize, and we try to make amends for that. Right, there's like also, our conscience. Yeah, says, our conscience hey. says, you should not have done that. Right. Yeah. And there's also a neurotic guilt, which is this shaming voice. Right. That goes beyond saying you did a bad thing, to saying you are bad, you're a bad person. And I think that a lot of people, their notion of sin is tied up with neurotic guilt. And Isn't that a Calvin thing? Well, it's, I, I wish we could blame just Calvin for it, but I, I come from a Catholic background, and you know, we certainly have plenty of Catholic neurotic guilt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was giving a talk recently, and somebody said, I said, well, I said, I think the Catholics win the trophy for this. Maybe the Catholics and the Baptists. And there was a Jewish woman, and she said, oh, well, I could talk about Jewish guilt, too. So, I mean, I think this this comes with the territory of religion. It's sort of the, the dark side, the shadow side of when we talk about sin and healthy guilt. You know, there's, uh, there's perfectionism and unhealthy guilt. I, traditionally, sin was, was defined as missing the mark, like an archer hmm. is shooting at a target. Yeah. And the, the expert can hit the target and those of us who are just learning, we miss and the arrow lands in the field somewhere. But what, what does that mean? What kind of mark are we trying to hit? Because I, I really don't believe that sin is behavioral-based, based on behaviors, yeah. I guess I should say. It comes, in, comes from something much deeper, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it was that kind of sin, in one sense, is defined as what are, what are the laws what are the rules that are laid out? What are the expectations? And do I meet them or not? And I even find adults will say to me, is it a sin if? Which I understand where that's coming from because they're good people and they, they want to live a, a, a moral life. But in a way, it's an adolescent question. Yeah. It's like sin is defined as 
these rules that I keep. And if I fail, you know, in my tradition, well, then I go to confession and the slate is wiped clean. And, I, and I, then I try again. I pick up the, the bow and arrow and I'm going to try again. Right. But I, I, I think there's, there's a, a more mature, more nuanced way that we can talk about sin that, that might be more helpful than that old-fashioned way. Yeah. 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 I look at sin this way. You know, first of all, we could say sin is when I have a separate sense of myself. As if, mm. as if to say, I have no responsibility for you, and I have no relationship to you. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm an individual, and you're an individual, and I, I do what I want, and my actions don't have any consequences or impact on you, right? So it's this, once again, this sense of a separate self. Well, would you say that that's liberty? I think it's a false definition right. of liberty. Right. And I think a lot of Americans might see it that way because we're a very individualistic society. But I think that that's, that's a false notion of it because we, we can see we are, we are all interrelated. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything, we're, we're all putting out different ripple effects that are affecting other people, whether or not we even realize it. I mean, yeah. I think even just the way in which we go about our day. Yeah. And if we just look at things like so the ecological crisis, yeah, that that is, I think, God's way of putting, rubbing our face in the fact, you, this the individualism is is a dead. This is death. Yeah, you can't live this way. That that is false. That's a lie. Yeah. All right. So that's that's one way to look at sin. Is this 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 sense of a separate self? Um, another way would be that we we live out of an illusion. We live out of a lie about where we're going to find happiness. Hmm. So, here's an example of this. Um, there's a, there was a gentleman who's a, he's a lawyer. He comes from a family of lawyers, the father, the uncles, the brothers, all lawyers. So he goes to law school because that is the program that his family has set for him. Right. Okay. But deep down, he's an artist. Hmm. Okay. So he's, Every day he goes into work and he does very well, he's very effective and confident, but is deeply unhappy because on some level he's betraying the truth of who he is. Interesting. Yeah, the, interesting. The, the gift that was written into his heart, he has not pursued because he, he's taking up somebody else's program for happiness. Right, All right? right. So, so there's an essential... Uh, untruth there. Right. That's at the core of things. You know, he's saying, well, I, I, I've been programmed that if I do X, then I'll be happy. And that's kind of interesting when you think about just being Christian. I think that a lot of times we as Christians think, if I do these things, then I'm going to be happy. You yeah. know, if I live this way, then I'm going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And not really listening to God within us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's not listening to the true voice. It's listening to the false voice. Right. And a lot of our self-made, homemade programs for happiness actually lead to a lot of misery. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the irony of it. Yeah. And so it's so that's another way of looking at it. Sin is living out of out of a lie, yeah. an illusion. We can look at it this way. When all of my longings, all of my hungers, all of my instincts that I have as a human being all of my energies, my libidinal energies, everything, that I, when I think it can be satisfied by uh, any person or institution 
or think. Yeah. Right? Because those are infinite longings and there is no one thing, limited thing that can right. satisfy them. Aren't we insatiable as human beings? We're yeah. just insatiable. Maybe that is in itself a kind of or a, a way of looking at mm -hmm. sin is that we just cannot satisfy ourselves and, and we go after everything to try to do it that's right so we we get into those false programs and these false ideas about what you know th this institution will satisfy me right, you know, all, right. All, everything can be fulfilled by by for example this church right or this if i can just find the right relationship then everything will be fulfilled. Right. And that's simply not true. And that's that's where the sin of idolatry comes in. Right. And we think right. that this thing, this will do it. And I think there's a lot of idolatry yeah. that, that we suffer with now. Um, so that, that once again, that notion that that uh, we can channel all that into a person or institution or thing when the truth is there's only one entity that can satisfy that. Yeah. And that's God, yeah. God's self. And then the final way we might look at it is sin is, is a weakness of will. It's an inability to pursue the true source of happiness even when we know where it is, right? So we know that there is, as I said, there's one power that can satisfy this. Mm -hmm. uh, and we still look to other things. And I think it's also the, the idea that I don't I don't need God I can do this all myself mm -hmm. like I'm in control and through sheer will I can make this happen right right you know, and that's an example of that would be uh, when people are doing this spiritual work of forgiveness I say forgiveness is a combination of our will and God's grace mm. and if we think that we can do a huge spiritual task like that on our own I mean that's that's an illusion. Right. That's not possible. Right. So, I think that I just offer those as a as maybe a, a, a more mature, expansive way of looking at what our our definition of sin is. Right. It really comes, and it and all of those come back to love, you know, and loving well, loving as Christ loved, which yeah. is just. We just can't do it, but thank God for grace that we are yeah. able to continue forward and and pray for God's good yeah. and everything. See, that's that's the thing about sin. Sin is is where the grace gets in. Yeah. And if there were, I like that. Sin yeah. is where the grace. Gets if there in. were no sin, there would be no growth and there would be no journey. Right. And uh, it would probably create a whole set of other problems, like those like those dark angels of mythology hmm, you know they, yeah. they could not understand why god would want to become human they became inflated and so this is this is the way that god recycles and transforms all things even things that we think is failures that's actually the that's the door where grace can get through to us yeah so so as we walk towards we're walking towards transformation mm -hmm. this this lens we have an understanding of our own sin. There's systemic sin. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, social sin. Yeah. Yeah, so like there are social structures that keep people trapped and exploit people. Yeah, have you seen Have you seen the television show The Good Place? No. So it's interesting. So they, 
Uh, this is the one where it's like they're in purgatory. Yes. Yeah, I've heard about this. I haven't. But what's funny, uh, our talking about this is, is that um, the no one has been allowed into heaven since the year 500 something, mm -hmm. and it's because humanity has progressed so quickly that we are all implicated in collective sin. Like, yeah. like you know, the fact that we buy an orange that's not organic and someone, yeah. you know, and, uh -huh. and so everybody's points went yeah. way down and they couldn't get to heaven. <laughs> it's funny, but it, it does make, it does open our eyes to the fact that we're kind of immersed in sin in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. It's the human, we're, we're broken. It's yeah. The human condition. And it doesn't mean, that doesn't absolve us of responsibility, but it just... It, and it doesn't mean the brokenness is necessarily bad. Yeah, right? I mean, bro bro brokenness is just, it's a part of who we are. Yeah. And, and part of our journey of transformation, I think, is recognizing that brokenness, letting God's grace in to, to, to work transformation on us. And then from, the, from what comes from that, doing our part to, re to repair the brokenness. Yeah. Which is, that's something that we all share, and it's going to be the per a perennial human task. Yeah. So we'll need to ask for mercy. Yeah, that's where mercy enters into it. As these weeks unfold, we can talk more about this. We could talk about brokenness, we'll talk about mercy, we could talk about healthy guilt and unhealthy mm, guilt. Yeah. There's a lot of strands that touch this topic of brokenness, sin, and mercy. Great. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll talk next time. Okay, bye.